Hi, I'm Joy. And I'm Janelle. And we are your hosts of the Melanin and Miles podcast. We are just two Black girls in our 20s who have traveled to over 25 countries and five continents. And we want to share our travel experiences and advice with you. Like when I went cliff jumping in Jamaica, or when I booked a flight for only $6, and even when I lived with a host family who didn't speak any English in Spain for four months. Or when I went skydiving in D.C., swam with elephants in Thailand, and won over $200 at a casino in Puerto Rico. Make sure you subscribe to our podcast and tune in every Tuesday for new episodes. Before we get into the episode, make sure you get your hands on our free Budget Babe travel guide to learn the top 10 ways you can be saving hundreds or even thousands of dollars on your next travel adventure. Get the guide straight to your inbox at melaninandmiles.com slash free. This segment of our podcast is called The Check-In, where we both update you guys on where we've been traveling and life updates in 60 seconds or less before we get into the episode. Hey guys, welcome back to Melanin and Miles. This week, we want to do another interview with a company that we love called Enroute Travel, and they are the, um, we're talking to the founders And they are a travel group for HBCU alumni dedicated to tourism, service, and culture. And so we really love the idea of this travel company. And we just want to interview the founders and talk more about it. And first, we'll just have you guys introduce yourselves so everyone can get familiar with you guys. So, Nicole, you want to go first? Sure. Hi, everyone. My name is Nicole. Um, I'm originally from San Jose, California, and I went to Howard University where I met my business partner. Oh, it's my turn. Hey, guys. <laughs> <laughs> this happens a lot. I'm Tyshana. Um, I'm from New Jersey. I went to Howard University with Nicole, where we met. And hello. I'm excited to be here. Yay. Thanks, guys, for coming on. We're super excited to get to know both of you. Um, so, Nicole, um, can you tell us, like, your age, um, how you started to get into travel, and um, how you guys met? Yeah, so I'm 24, um, and like I said, I'm originally from California, and I traveled a lot with my family um, growing up, I would say from like 10 years old onward, um, but we traveled a lot in Europe, and so Europe was cool, but then once um, I got to Howard and I met Taishana, um, we actually met on um, Alternative Spring Break, and we did it all four years, but we met the first time um, on the trip to St. Louis, Missouri, and um, yeah, we just kind of clicked from there and we ended up going to a bunch of different countries together. Um, I think about six or seven in undergrad. And um, yeah, just going to countries in the African diaspora really sparked something in me. And we just kind of thought of en route on um, our first trip to South Africa. And yeah, just wow. kind of went from there. I mean, that's, <laughs> that's big things. Not everyone just... Ooh, we our <laughs> business plan, you know. Yeah, <laughs> so <We're> extra. <laughs> <laughs> so, Tashana, um, what is um, your favorite thing about travel? What What's, like, one of your favorite trips that you've been on? Um, I would say my favorite trip that I've been on is to South Africa. The very first time that me and Nicole went, 
and also when we went within route this past december just because south africa is so different from any other place that i've seen and i just felt so welcomed and like at home and i learned so much about my own culture there that really stuck with me and that's part of the reason why me and nicole decided that would be our launch trip for in route travel just because it meant so much to us and we actually got to experience it for the first time together when we went um on a trip with an organization at Howard. Cool. Shout out to Yali. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all went to the other HU, Hampton University. That's yeah. <laughs> where it's at. I was like, mm, we're going to do that today. <laughs> <laughs> cool. So moving on to Enroute, let's talk a little bit more about that. So you guys are in South Africa. Is this where that business idea came about? Like, what inspired you guys to actually be like, we are starting this thing? So originally we went to South Africa together with the organization Yali in 2016. And it was kind of just a thought, like we were juniors at Howard at the time. And we were like, had noticed people that we knew that were older kind of graduating and then not really having a space to be an HBCU person anymore, except for homecoming. And we just kind of wanted to combine the HBCU experience and travel. Um, and so we probably didn't really seriously start working on it till near the end of our senior year. And once we graduated, we were like, are we doing it? And we graduated May 2018, spent those first six months literally Googling everything about how to start an LLC in a business and just teaching each other everything. And then in January of 2019, we started and just went from there. And it's been a really interesting ride. You definitely learn a lot in business from just doing it. Um, but it's been really amazing and um, I'm very excited for when the world opens again because we are just itching to get back out there very Mm -hmm. safely though we're not and like what what places have you guys gone with like for your company since you started last year um so we got to start last December when we took our trip to South Africa and we were planning on having a trip to St. Croix this year and a trip to South Africa next year again but because of COVID and everything going on, we haven't been able to move the way that we would like right. to right now. Yeah. I would okay, definitely we'll also like to say our page is very South Africa, but because we did get halted um, and, you know, so South Africa is not the only place that we do go. Um, it's just yeah. we've been able to go. Yeah, there's a lot of confusion about about that with our brand just because we promote so much South Africa, but all of our trips are based within the African diaspora. So any place that is included in that, that's where we're planning on going in the future. Cool. Nice. And so can you tell us more about the travel brand? Like what makes you guys different from other travel companies? Why should like the listeners go with y'all? Yeah, um, I would say even from us just like looking at the other black travel companies, we are all very amazing in our own ways. But I would say some things that make us stand out, obviously we cater to the HBCU alumni community. um, But even if you aren't an HBCU alum, um, we take people that didn't go to HBCUs, we just focus on the alum community. But we also have um, the service aspect about our trips. And that's something that we both hold really dear to our hearts because that's basically what we did the whole time at Howard. And um, we're really intentional about service. So the type of service that the community actually wants and needs, as opposed to just kind of doing a project that you think, I guess, looks good for the gram. 
Um, and one other thing I would say is we focus so heavily on supporting black owned businesses in America and in all the countries you travel to. Um, we have one of our partners that was actually uh, really negatively impacted by COVID-19. And thankfully our in route fam, um, we were able to raise, think about like $275 for him, um, which is, a, it's a lot in general, but um, definitely a lot more in RAND, the South African currency. So we were really just thankful that we've been able to create this community that can really um, impact black people internationally. Yeah, that's really cool. We just did an episode on like service trips and whatnot. And so that's something I really want to incorporate more into my travel. And so I like the idea of not only just like going out and having a great time, but also like giving right. back at the same time. So can you tell us more about your kickoff trip to South Africa? Like give us the itinerary, how many people are actually in the group? Like what's it really look like going on one of y'all's trips? Um, so the trip the last trip that we had, we had three participants. Two of them were Howard alum, and one of them was a Morehouse alum. And we were there for 13 days, I believe, right? 11 days, including travel. 11 days. Um, we went to Johannesburg in Cape Town. We also went to Afropunk on that trip, which was really cool. Amazing. Oh, y'all amazing. That was Solange played my life. It was amazing. Amazing. It was Solange, Goldlink, and um one other artist I can't remember right Masego. now. Masego, there we go. Oh, that's um, lit. <laughs> we stayed at a black owned hotel in Soweto, uh, a township in South Africa. And we um, we just got to tour around and just see like all the different areas there and show our participants that there are a lot of black owned places and just like there's culture within South Africa that you can really like hone into and see and like make it your own and just have a good time there while also giving back to the community and doing service. Also on top of that, um, we do service on our trips and our services are very people-based, but we also have fun. So we went to, um, Icon Soweto in Soweto South in um, Soweto in Johannesburg, and um, that's a black-owned club, and it was great. The VIP section, and then we went to in Cape Town um, Rands, which is another like black-owned lounge. So again, like we just try everywhere we can to support black businesses. Um, and I would say the general size of our groups, like Tashana said, we had three because that was our very first trip. But we're probably um, in the future maxing out around like twelve. Um, just because we don't want to have like a huge group of people where you feel like you don't know anybody when you left and get back to yeah. America. Yeah, I like smaller groups because um, like Joy and I did a group trip to Jamaica and it was like the perfect amount. Like mm -hmm. if it was like 30 people on that trip, I would have been overwhelmed to like not have had a, <laughs> a good we time. We went on a trip with 70 people one time. Actually, that 100. was the first South Africa trip. But then uh, St. Louis was a hundred, and I definitely don't know anybody that was on that other bus. So Ooh, yeah, yeah, that big, was big big groups. Big they groups. suck. Like, yeah, stressful. Suck. It takes forever to do anything. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Alrighty. So we talked about your last trip, and I know you guys said you have another upcoming South Africa trip, twenty twenty one. Do you guys have any other trips coming up? So like Taishana said about St. Croix, we are trying so hard to get there, but um, COVID willing, if everything is good, we would be on South Africa next year and St. Croix either at the end or the year following, but um, we'll see how it goes. Um, 
we are trying to prepare for every option possible. Yeah, and we really just want to focus on being as safe as possible yeah. for our participants, for ourselves, for whoever we're in contact with. So we really just are keeping up to date with everything happening. Makes I would sense. also say, too, that um, I guess in comparison to other travel groups, especially since we're newer, um, I don't even think people could see how much, but I know people in the travel industry talk about like the 100-hour itinerary of basically just spending so many hours crafting it to be perfect. Ours is definitely, at least for the first one, in the thousands. So we spend a lot of time curating a trip. So we don't necessarily just kind of pop up new locations. Like we're not going to go the year after into like five brand new locations because we spend a lot of time curating them. So mm -hmm. after we really feel like we've got one location down, then we'll keep going back. But we, I would definitely say we're more grassroots and like the long road of getting to just really create a culture because that's one of the most important parts about being on a trip. Yeah, that makes sense. Plus, you're like, you're a new business. There's no reason that yeah. you should have like 20 destinations right, right. now. <laughs> like, I would be concerned for your mental health <laughs> if you guys had right. like more than like, five, like, I don't know. I just feel like a trip, like a business alone is hard, but planning your business and like, it's not even in the place that you could even access until right. that time. Yeah. It seems like so hard. Um, so like, what has been the most challenging part since starting and then like after COVID. <laughs> um, you want to start with that one, Nicole? I was like, oh, like pre challenge. pre COVID, pre COVID, what was like hard? Challenging. Okay, because I feel like maybe what what you thought was hard probably like isn't doesn't even compare to now. <laughs> Honestly, I'm like pre COVID and currently are two different, different things. But I would, oh, go ahead. I think pre-COVID, we were having trouble just, like, trying to get people out of their travel fears, I guess, yeah. which we still can't do completely, but we're trying to, like, uh, I guess, like, just let people understand that, like, travel doesn't have to be scary, and even though right now is not really helping with that fear, um, <laughs> <Dang>. it's just... <laughs> yeah. It's really like it's not helpful, but I think that was one of our biggest problems when we started. And just like me and Nicole don't like we didn't go to school for business. I went to school for film and television and Nicole went to school for education. Mm -hmm. And it's really just like us starting on a new ground, a new territory and just making the best out of it as we can. Yeah. I would say pre-COVID, on top of what Tashana said, both of us are very driven, very busy people. So pre-COVID, Taishana was working in the film industry in LA oh as goodness. a PA on a million different jobs. So planning trips of just what her schedule was, switching jobs every three months was difficult. And then I was in grad school getting my master's at Vanderbilt, um, dying, <laughs> just like... <laughs> having school and work all day and then we would come home at night and I feel like sometimes we were just on the computer like half sleep trying to type posts and type literally y'all falling asleep with the computer in my face waking up yeah. confused about what I was working on but yeah so <laughs> yeah so COVID honestly um it's definitely a negative because we can't travel but for us it was a blessing in a sense because it just gave us more time 
So in the last couple months of just not traveling, we had time to start um, a blog for HBCU travelers. Um, and that's on our website now. And we also had time to start um, an apparel line. So we have our in route like shirts and um, apparel. And then we also have an HBCU traveler collection. And we're coming out with a new collection at the end of this month for National Black Business Month. So it has been a blessing and a struggle all in one. But I would say, I guess, for anybody that, you know, is kind of just thinking about starting a business or even just thinking about traveling, um, you're never going to get it perfect. We could have researched for five years and still not known what to do. So really? just kind of bite the bullet. Also, we don't have money. <laughs> like we're not, we don't have tons and tons of money in our bank account. We literally made it work with a graduate salary and a PA salary. A PA salary. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah, that's, I mean, I'm glad to hear that because I feel like some people think they have to have everything perfect to even like do a little side thing. So that's really good to hear. What, like, what advice would you give for someone like planning a trip right now? <laughs> Like, what is your advice? Don't do it. I was like, they can't see our faces, but we just Honestly, made some interesting like, Don't do it. I mean, traveling, obviously, is one of me and Nicole's passions, and you guys, too. We love it. We love to experience new places and just see what's out there. But right now, it's all about your health. Like, put your health yeah. first. Make sure you're okay. And traveling will be there when everything's all settled. Yeah, I would say tips wise of anything, because like Tashana said, we are definitely on the safety side of things. Um, another problem that we encountered is people wanting to go on a trip and not having money. So save your money right now. Um, that would definitely mm -hmm. be a thing. The rest of 2020, put some money aside every month. If you can, obviously it's a pandemic, but um, if you're working or if you're getting a little bit of extra money, however, um, just save some of it because when you do want to go on a trip, you want to be able to live at large and go everywhere you want to go and stay where you want to stay. So I would just say save and look online, but don't maybe do it just yet. Yeah. And then what advice would you give to someone looking to start like a small business right now? Um, and like they could be working full time or in school full time like you guys were. Oh gosh. Tashana. I would say just go for it. Like, honestly, I feel like Nicole and I don't necessarily have the proper schedules to like just have a business but with whatever you have like we make it work mm -hmm. like we were both working full-time at a point and it was like we were still contributing full-time to our business so it's just you make it as much as you put into it and you just have to do the research and know that you know sometimes you're not going to get as much sleep as you'd like and you don't always have to do that but it's definitely a factor in creating your own business so that's very important and i think now personally is a good time to start a business because people are having a lot of time that they didn't have before but it really just goes in a case-by-case -case basis so just believe in yourself believe in what you have to do we didn't necessarily have money to back our idea but we're still here kicking so they can do it too yeah i would say um learn the value of time and money. Um, so time-wise, especially in the beginning, we were, and I mean, we still are doing everything. We do everything from the smallest, um, doing make, making a post or going to post offices to the big things of like 
trying to set up meetings and all that stuff. So um, I would say time-wise, learn like what your skills are and what you know how to do. Like Taishana and I have the opposite skills, which is great. I'm good at writing, speaking, um, social media. Taishana's great at creating um, graphics, videos. So that worked out really well for us. But there are a lot of stuff that um, we could sit down and say, is this going to be worth the time for us to learn how to do it and not have to pay for it? Or is it better to just use Fiverr or something to pay somebody to do it? So like for SEO on our website, we just ended up paying somebody to do it because we could have sat there and spent the couple weeks to learn how to do it. But just for that, it was just worth it to pay somebody as opposed to like, or the same, like starting an LLC in the beginning, we just paid someone to do it. But now if we had to do something like that again, we definitely know how. Because some things you just want to make sure that are done right, but other things you can definitely spend the time and learn how to do it yourself. That makes sense. That's like really good advice um, for people. Like that's one thing I'm like trying to get into now, especially Janelle. Like Janelle's going to grad like grad school like next month. So, and I'm (laughs) yeah. What are you going to school for? (laughs) Um, I study marine and environmental science, so I'm gonna keep going towards that. I'm in marine science okay. at Oregon State University. Wow, congratulations. Congrats. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, like Janelle's starting grad school next month. <laughs> I'm starting working full time next month. So we're going to definitely, like, we may have to hire our editor again, Janelle, <laughs> because we're not going to have the time. Like, just we're just going to have to outsource, like, like you guys just yeah. said, get a little Fiverr going on. If anyone doesn't know what Fiverr is, it's basically a website where you can hire like freelancers. Anyways, um, we're just going to close things. Do you think it is important for Black women to travel? You want to start, Nicole? Where? Um, I was like, that. there are so many answers to that question. Yeah. Um, I would just say in general... Um, traveling as a black woman really just opens your eyes. There are a lot of things that, especially if you've only been grown up in America that you're kind of used to, but you go to other countries. Um, you want to see, you see how they value us in ways that people in America might not. Um, you get exposed to different languages and cultures. And I love going places where they really love black women. Um, it is definitely a great, um, I would say ego boost, but just being a black woman and traveling is, I would say it's just so much, so important for your soul. Um, it can honestly be very healing. Like being, some people like being in nature, some people like reading some people and just travel is one of those things that it really can just kind of help you de-stress from a lot of the things that you deal with as an everyday black woman in America. Yeah. I think that as a black woman automatically like you're put in a box and it's so hard to come out of that box for some people sometimes just like being from somewhere and not seeing people from your state leaving ever or just not having the funds or the community to do that and I feel like traveling is so important for black women especially because it really allows you to get outside of that spread your wings and see what you're really capable of because we have so many talents and just so many things that we can contribute to and that's boxed in in so many ways all the time and travel just lets you let go of that and just feel free for a moment 
Those were both beautiful answers. <laughs> Everyone always has a different answer for that question. So uh, that's my favorite part of the podcast. Like we always ask the same question and close out. So let us know, let the audience know where they can find you on social, your website, your merch, or whatever you want to plug. This is your chance to plug yourself. (laughs) You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and our website is spelled at, well, not our website, but Facebook, Twitter, Instagram is at Enroot Travel. Enroot is E-N-R-O-O-T Travel, and that's our website, Enroot Travel. Um, You can check out our blog, buy some of our merch, and then our trip to South Africa 2021 will be next summer. So um, we still have some spots open for that. And we have um, payment plans as well. So you don't have to put your money all down at once. Payment plans for every single month. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Also, I just want to say we are so proud of you guys as well. Um, We know what it's like to be in undergrad and really just trying to grind it out there with your friends. So it's awesome that you guys have this podcast. It's awesome that you're in travel. Hopefully one day, maybe we can all travel together. But we're very proud of you guys as well because we know it takes a lot of work. Y'all are doing the thing. Thank you. It has been a struggle. (laughs) 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 No, but we'll link all of your like social medias and the website in the show notes. Thank you guys so much for doing this. Um, we want to share your trip. Hopefully get a lot of people on that South Africa trip because it sounds really fun. Like, I might sign up. <laughs> if I have time. But um, thank you guys once again. Have a good one.